Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. We are hanging out with Growmaster Randy tonight. Um, it's Growmaster Randy, all one word on Instagram if you want to go follow him. He's also got a YouTube page, which is under Barbecue Guys, which uh, we will get into that. Um, Randy, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. Um, so, dude, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Man, this is totally my pleasure. Mikey, it is a joy to be with you tonight. Uh, man, I look, I, I work for Barbecue Guys. We are the nation's leading uh, online retailer of outdoor kitchen equipment. And anything you can think of in your backyard, we've got it. Uh, I do a lot of their, uh, say, uh, uh, media content. Okay. Uh, recipe videos, uh, you know, reviews of equipment and things of that nature but boy i've been looking forward to this so man that means you've played around with some cookers oh tons tons <laughs> and, I, I, and, and i know what you're interested in and i think we're gonna get along well so let me ask you this question if you had to say what is your favorite cooker that you've ever tested do you have a favorite can you narrow it down to just one Hey, do we need do do we need to narrow it down by type or by brand? Uh, uh, you know, no, just go just go with what if you had to if you had to let, let's put it this way you've had you've played with so many cookers if you yep. could only have one cooker in your backyard that would, would be, be what would you be putting back there, Mikey? That would be a Kamado style cooker. Kamado style. Kamado, man, like whether it be a big green egg, uh, Blaze Kamado, or uh, you know Kamado Joe, pre even Primo, man, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with all of that. Uh, but 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 that piece of machinery, Mikey, there's nothing that I can think of that I cannot cook on that piece of machinery. Which is which is why so many people like the Kamado. You know what I mean? It it has this kind of like niche appeal but at the same time like it's opens you up to so much barbecue like it's insane because you can you could be like oh, okay cool well we're gonna do we're gonna smoke a brisket on it tuesday and then thursday night we're gonna you know we're gonna do grilled steaks at 800 degrees or you know yeah. sunday night we're gonna make pizzas and we're gonna just you know we're gonna do all this stuff and it you can do so much, and then you're like, "Hey, let's let's bake on the thing." <laughs> I've yet, I, Mikey. I've yet to come across anything that I cannot achieve on something like that. Yeah, you know, it gives you, you know, you it, gives, it gives you a lot of a lot of different options. It gives you a lot of um, versatility in the cooker. Now, where you are, uh, you don't have to worry about it quite as much being down down south. But people that are up north. It gives you the the versatility of it. It holds temperature very very well. Um, you if don't you have got to, the right one. If, if you, you got, got the right, the right one, one, exactly. But 
your big green egg, your Kamado, your Primos, they're all holding pretty temperature pretty pretty nicely. Um, yeah. So I'm talking about those three big ones, and okay. you know if it's in the snow, you're doing okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I, I would share that enthusiasm uh, with you. You know, you're not you're not that you cook in the snow, but like some of us up here, we do. So it you know it, it gives you that beautifulness of cooking in the snow. It doesn't affect your cook time. Absolutely not, man. I mean, those, uh, especially the ones uh, that that are that've got that thick ceramic, and even with yep. blaze that has that uh, that solid aluminum core. That's going to hold temperature and and achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Now I've never cooked on a blaze, so I can't give you. I can't put too much of my information on that one because I don't know. I, I've seen them. I just I've never gotten the the pleasure of cooking on one. We got to get you one, man. Yeah, I never never had the pleasure of cooking on one. I've heard good things though. I've heard good things. <clears throat> hey, they're solid, man. They're solid. I I mean the thickest grates that you can think of, which really comes into play when you want to do some searing, when you want to like, uh, you know, sear some steaks or whether you're doing a whole loin, if you want to reverse sear, all of yeah. that stuff, uh, it's, it's all encompassing and, and it's kind of the way to go, man. Yeah. Makes, makes your life really easy, right? Oh it's yeah. Like, boom. It's all right there. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. And, uh, you know, now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever, I'm sure you've heard of them, have you ever cooked on a Komodo Komodo? Komodo Komodo. The, yeah, or the Komodo Komodos, maybe it is. Are we thinking of, we're not talking about Komodo Joe. Right? No, no. Okay. We're talking about uh, the massive Komodo Komodo, which is basically, it, 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 this thing is, this thing's just the, the like Rolls Royce of, of, uh, ceramic cookers it's so it's double walled it's super thick it they're insane they're wow, they're beautiful man. cookers man beautiful they're gonna they're gonna charge you okay yeah hey i'd love to get my hands on one and play with it you know uh, yeah it's it's a fantastic cooker dude yeah fantastic uh, little my, cooker mikey uh, i've i just i <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just want to pick your brain. Are you a Chicago native? I am. Dude, like I've never been, but I mean, come on, man. The Windy City. Man, bro, you got to come whenever like, it's open. Uh, so, man, like, I mean, you're the, you're the epicenter uh, of a lot of stuff up there. Like, you know, you know, I, go the, ahead. Cr the crazy thing that we are, we, we have so much good food up here. Yeah. Like. We have like I, I've talked a lot. I have a lot of friends that own restaurants in the city. Um, I run a catering company. I'm, I'm heavily in the in the restaurant industry. Um, the funny thing that I that they you know that they always say they're like you know people are like oh if you can if you're a chef you can make it in New York you can make it anywhere. If you're this you know blah 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 whatever. And he's like you know the hard thing is like New York has so many tourists and so many people and so much moving around. That people will come back to, like, even if the place isn't that great, people will come back. Where, like, in Chicago, it's such, like, a, it's such a weird city where it's, like, if the natives don't, like, if we don't be, like, yeah, let's fucking go eat there. Unless you're, like, a chain and you really have the money to, to you know, sustain yourself, dude, you're not making it. 
Right. Like you're not going to make it on tourism alone. You're just man. Not. I got I've got to get up there. I have not been that far north. Uh, you know, I've been to the big, big, big barbecue states. Uh, of yep. course, you know, like uh, you know Tennessee with uh, Memphis or uh, you know Kansas City. Uh, all, all of those places I've been there, but man, Chicago is so intriguing to me. I really want to get there, dude. There's so I'm much. A, I'm gonna hit you up when I go. Please do, please do, man. There, there's so much good food. There is so much. Um, I don't know if you're a beer guy at all. There's so oh, a lot of great beer right now. There you go. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great beer. That's a big thing. Is uh, we got a lot of good breweries. Um, we have good food in general. You you know, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, which in my eyes, okay. Like who doesn't love fucking pizza? All right. So like, I mean, Chicago being the originator of the deep dish. I I mean, that's kind of my thing. I'm, you know, when it comes to pizza, I'm all about the sauce and the bread. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I, I, I feel like, cheese is kind of kind of its own thing but but man sauce and the and the and the bread oh i've got to get me one of those deep dishes man so a lot of people will come up here and they're like you know luminati's they're like that's the best place that's the best place it's so funny like that's how i kind of judge chicago people it's mm-hmm. kind of funny like i'll ask them I'm like so what's your favorite chicago pizza like you know, it's it's usually when I meet people like outside the state. It's I never do it when I'm inside the state. But right. like, you meet somebody like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. It's like, okay, cool. What's your favorite pizza? And that's kind of how I judge them. And if they're like, oh, it's Luminati's, you know, it's the best pizza around. Then I'm like, okay, you don't know shit about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's teach them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. my thing is like, there's a place called Pequod's, way better. Um, I'd rather hear it from you, Mikey. You know what I'd I mean? It, it's, it from you. it's so funny. Like, I had a friend come in um, a couple years ago, and he was throwing uh, – He it was for a company that he worked for, and he's like, man, he's like, I need a good pizza place. I'm like, go to Pequod's. He texted me, like, later on that night. He's like, dude, so much better than every other place ever. He's like, the pizza's so much better. I'm like, yes, I know. That's why and I told you. And he tried the Illuminati's? Oh, he, he has, he, yeah. Yeah, he had the comparison. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He did, yeah. He's going to a bunch of them, and he's like, "Dude, it's just, it's just so much better." Uh, there actually used to be this old place that was called um, it's called Red Tomato. Mm. It was in the West Loop. It was fantastic pizza, just fantastic pizza. Unfortunately, they had a fire, burnt down, and then decided not to rebuild. So that sucked. But there's there's so Bummer. much good like dude there's so much good food in Chicago besides the pizza there's really like we have phenomenal Greek food phenomenal Italian food. Um, well, I, I mean, Mikey, like French you know what I've been there. reading is that uh, you know best restaurant city in America by Bon Appetit magazine. Did they you know say what I mean? that? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Insider. Insider says Chicago was named best restaurant city in America by Bon Appetit. And I think I think it's because of the 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 chaos and the um mm, which I love. just the competition of of Chicago yeah, where yeah. it's like 
man, if your restaurant, like I said, if your restaurant isn't doing good, if the natives don't like it, they're they're not coming. And right. you know, I I I you know where I used to live in the when I lived inside inside the city. Now I'm in the suburbs because I have family. Um, and it, it's like, I would be able to literally walk down my street and there was four fucking amazing taco places within walking yeah. distance, all of them doing great. You know what I mean? Like we used to Are go, they like, are you talking about like food trucks or like, no, I'm uh, talking establishment. like establishments. Okay. And, and I'm talking like, we would go like. You know how like people go bar hopping like on Tuesdays we'd go like taco hopping. Taco hopping. So yeah, like, man. so like we'd go to like one place and get a taco and then go to another place and get another taco. Like, dude, just, yeah, we just do you it. Get it. And that's the way to do it. Yeah, man, dude. There, and there's some there's some places there's some brunch places that are phenomenal, um, that are just bringing amazing food, and then you know there there's some there's some great barbecue places that are bringing some good food. Inside the city, like smoke, smoke is phenomenal. Barry's doing a killer job down there. Uh, Honky Talk Barbecue in Pilsen is just—I mean, dude—they're just fucking good places. Honky and then, Talk. yeah, Up in Chicago. How about that? And then, uh, I mean, there's some there's some really cool places that you can just get some really good food, and I feel like it's one of those things where you can go get good food and you don't have to spend a ton of money. And I think sure. that's a big key of it because I feel like when you start looking at a lot of like the more well-famous food places, you're always like, oh, it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to to go to this place. You know what I mean? Where there's a lot of good food places up here that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg. Well, it's like sign of the times, you know, like, uh, I mean, everybody, I would like, you know, everybody's struggling possibly yep. uh you know through the past 2020 that we've been through Ooh, and, and and i mean you know yeah money is an issue uh it, it is with me and, and and i'm with you i'm in the suburbs as well i got a wife and two uh two small children uh so you know i'm i'm in the same boat you yeah. know whatever is affordable uh but what 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 is real ingredients and what tastes good but yeah. man i i Gosh, I want to get to Chicago. When, you know, when I I knew this was coming, and I and I found out that you were in Chicago, and I got so excited, Mike. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, man, you're in the epicenter, dude. And the food truck scene actually had. I know you mentioned food trucks. The food no. truck scene has definitely become been um, kind of growing. Um, mm. There's a lot of weird laws in the city, so a mm. lot of the food trucks are leaving. A lot of the food, a lot of the big food trucks are leaving the city yeah. because the city of Chicago gives really weird laws. Like, I believe it, I don't know if they've changed this, but I, uh, I believe it was you can't be within like ninety yards of another place that serves food. And oh, now that's... they're considering like, I mean, they're considering fucking Starbucks. A place that, that, that well, serves they, food. They have to bring in a percentage of what food sales to drink sales. Nope. Like what we have down here. No, they they're do not it. doing that. No. No? It's basically just like, hey, 
if that place serves food to go hot and ready food, you can't be within a certain amount, like within a certain feet ratio of that. I don't know the city laws, guys. I don't, I don't have a food truck in the city, so I don't know the city laws, uh, because I just stay, I just fucking stay out of it. It's just so much chaos. It's so much, there's so much red tape that it's like, Mm -hmm. man, by the time I'm serving my first, you know, pulled pork sandwich, I'm in the whole fucking $800. So it's a very big hole to uh, crawl out of. And especially if you're cooking barbecue, barbecue does not have a small um, labor cost on it. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Like that's the hard part is barbecue has such a high, high cost and high labor cost to it. Um, I really think that it's a, it should be some of the most, most expensive, uh, you know, food around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, that's a, I've never thought of it that way, Mikey, uh, uh, of the, you know, the labor that goes into it. I just do it, you know, like, I mean, Hey, you want the finish, you want a brisket. Hey, that's going to take 14 hours, but uh, I, you'll get it. You know, uh, I never thought of it that way, but that's unfortunate for the, for the city. And hopefully we could, uh, you it's know, get just, around that. It's just the food trucks. And what it is, I think, is is there's such a massive um what's the word I'm looking for? There's such a massive um rent cost and cost to be inside inside um like overhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, the overhead and all that, like inside yeah. storefronts that mm-hmm. you know, these guys are fighting back, being like, listen, I'm putting X amount of dollars into my storefront and these guys are pulling up and selling in front of it. So I get it. It's also a city highly ran by the mob. So Oh oh boy. I knew I was going to love this podcast. Let's be honest, dude. We're we're the, we're one of the most corrupt cities out there. Like there's nobody, there's nobody telling you that it's not. Um, so it, it's not, it, it's not, there's no, yeah. there's no hiding it. Um, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. There's nothing you do. You just, you pay the man and you keep moving. So right, there's, right. A, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of people trying to protect their investments. So, you know, the food truck, sure. you look at a food truck, you can get into it for a lot cheaper than you can get into it for a restaurant. Um, so they kind of have this thing where they, you know, they, they kind of fight back. But like I said, I don't. I don't mess with the the restaurant scene inside the city in the sense of like going and trying to mess with people uh, and and stealing business. Uh, we did a couple pop ups in the city. Uh, never had any great luck in the city. Yeah, we you know we've had a couple we had a couple that we did okay at, but nothing that was insane. And I think a big part of that was. Um, a big part of that is there's just so many food options. Yeah. It's a big variety. It's gotta yeah. be, man. Man, dude, you can have anything. And, like, I've talked to a lot of my friends that run barbecue restaurants in the city, and they're like, man, well, we offer, you know, we offer this, 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 and this, which isn't barbecue on our menu. And I'm like, well, why, why do you do that? And, um, you know, they're like, well, we have to, otherwise people won't come. 
because there's so many options and there's so what much it, like stuff. Like staples, like it, staples that they're that the locals are looking for. It, no, you know what it is. It's just that there's so many people that go out in groups. So they're like, uh, if, you know, if somebody says, uh, hey, I want barbecue, but then the other five people say we want ramen or we want something else, usually mm. they end up winning. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you almost have to have – or, you know, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that are vegans and a lot of people that are vegetarians. Um, I wonder why they go out in such groups. It's just it's just that's the kind of town it is, man. See, okay. Chicago's the it it is a Chicago people live in a big city but live in a small space. Um, sure. And what I mean by that is, um, when you talk to Chicago people, they don't like to leave their like four blocks. Okay. <laughs> like it's super weird. Like no adventures, man. N- people no. don't venture. Uh, like people are um, like, hey, I live. I live in Logan Square. I don't ever leave Logan Square. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they just they just stay. Yeah. Or I live in Pilsen. I don't leave Pilsen. I I, I eat in Pilsen. I work in Pilsen. I, I live in Pilsen. I, I don't leave. You know what I mean? Like they they, I mean, how they do get, you get their... cultured. How, how, how do you it's... do that and get cultured? I don't, I don't know, get it. Somehow but, works, but, man. I have no not idea. to judge. You know, whatever. It. You know what happens? It's because when your rent becomes too high, then you move. Okay. Okay. <laughs> People are also very transient in the city in the sense of that um, they a lot of people usually move one every one to two years, so they'll move neighborhoods. So then they start seeing all this stuff, and it's just it's it's a very interesting, weird melting pot. It's a very interesting little place. You know, I remember, dude. I remember working at a coffee shop uh, when I was in in my twenties. My like I was like twenty one. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe I wasn't even twenty-one. I might have been only twenty. You know, and, uh, and to say on that, I was I was highly curious. I was I, I had listened to a few of your episodes uh, going into this, and I'm like, man, this guy's got to be the same age as me, uh, which I'm I'm thirty-five. Yeah, we're uh, right about there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I figured you were. I'm I'm gonna be thirty-four this year, so I'm right right around the same as you. Um, so you know, I was tw- I was twenty. I'm I'm, you know. At, I'm working at a coffee shop. I'm sitting there and I'm, we're all like, like two of our regulars are like, do you smell burning? And I'm like, yeah, fucking something smells like it's on fire. What the fuck? Oh, well, there was somebody cooking crack in our bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't I mean, expect that. Wow. I thought some coffee was burning. No, no, dude. Somebody's cooking crack in our bathroom. So I had to like kick oh, that person man. out. That was fun. And then hey, like, then like, there was there was like a bunch of shootings behind our our place. Like, dude, it, it's just it's a very interesting yeah. city. It's um, gnarly. I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine it's gnarly and just like hectic. Uh, which which I'm interested in, man. I, I like energy. The, the weird thing like, is, it desensitizes you. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. Like it's so funny. Like we'll leave. Like we'll go to other places, and. Like it desensitizes you when people are like, "Oh my God, this happened," and you're like, "Okay," <laughs> like. <laughs> so, so what's new? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm like, like you know what I mean? Like we were looking to move, and um, we were like looking at neighborhoods, and I was like, 
well, like, why is the rent cheaper in this neighborhood? You know what I mean? Like, the place still looks yeah. nice. Like, why is the rent so much cheaper? And, you know, some people are like, oh, like, some of our friends that are in that area, they're like, oh, well, that's really, like, the bad neighborhood. Like, that's a really, like, like, it's not a good neighborhood. And I'm like, like, not a good neighborhood, like, for your area? Right, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Not a good neighborhood, like, right. for my area. Cause, right, like, right. That might be the area I might want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you know what i mean like, yeah, like says who to whose opinion you know what i mean like you you live in places and you 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 hang out like like shit i hung out in humble park when it was when it wasn't a good good place to hang out you know what i mean like <laughs> i had friends that yeah. lived down the street from it so we were just there so you know it's it's like it just depends every everything kind of falls into what what's relative right um so we just have like Chicago has this huge melting pot, which which is why there's so many great flavors and so much good great food coming out of Chicago. And there's so many things that like you'll see like you you can drive down and there there'll be a Korean Mexican fusion place. Wow. There'll be you know like there's just all these different kind of fusion places that are popping up and they're doing amazing because their food's really good. Yep. You know. I didn't get- People are fusing barbecue with shit. Um, it, I mean, we do, we do a barbecue brunch. Um, we who's we? So I own a company called Fire and Smoke Barbecue. Um, I actually don't tell many people I own it. I usually just tell them I'm the pitmaster there and I'm a worker. It's so funny. No, you like, can people, tell me whatever, man. I just want to no, hear about the cuisine. It's just fun. Like it's a, we're a barbecue company, man. That's what we do. Okay. We do straight. We do traditional barbecue. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I'm the pit master there. That's what I do. I cook, um, and I run most of the company because it's me and my wife that do it. There so, you, uh, you know what we do you're, is you're like, a straight entrepreneur, Mikey. Look at you. Try, man. So what we do what we do is um, we do pop ups inside breweries. Team up with local breweries that don't have food. We come in, we serve food for you know three to four hours, and then we're out. So I bring a certain amount of food, and we serve it. Then now we also own also as part of that we do catering for obviously special events and do all that kind of stuff. We will have a food trailer this uh, this summer, so we'll be out doing massive um, festivals. Hopefully, if they come back, um, man, yeah, that's you know that's the uh, that's yep, the goal. Yep. And, um, and doing all that kind of fun stuff. We'll also have the food trailer running. I believe it's going to be running about three to four days a week, um, on top of the pop-ups that we're doing. So, but that's kind of what we do. And it's so funny. Like we were kind of looking for something new to do, right? We're like, Hey, how do we, you know, expand kind of our customer base and kind of do something fun. And one of the girls at the brewery that we were hanging out at, she's like, do you guys ever do a brunch? Mm, you had mentioned that a minute and ago. And I'm like, I'm like, like a barbecue brunch? And she's like, yeah. Like, what if you did like fused barbecue with breakfast food? And I was like, okay. Done. Yeah. I was like, I've had, a, I've had a couple beers. Sounds like yeah. a fantastic <laughs> idea. Let's try it out. Right? Oh, so. Mikey. So we've come up with stuff like, like we do smoked chicken and waffles. Yeah, man. Let you me hear I mean? about that. Can Can you tell me about that? So we smoke. So we smoke them chick. We smoke the chicken. We use chicken thighs because that's the best 
best part of the chicken. Of course. Of so course. chicken thighs, what we do is I smoke them the day before we do our brunch. Uh, the reason that I do it the day before is I actually want that smoke to set itself in. And settle. Penetra- That's yeah. what I was going to say. You want it to settle. Yep. I want it to you settle it. nicely. So smoke them the day before, cool them completely, put them in our walk-in, uh, let them cool, have them completely cold. We bring air fryers with us to the pop-up. Wow. So, so what I do is I throw the ch- the chicken thigh inside the air fryer for about seven to eight minutes at 400 degrees. Now, remember, this is a fully cooked chicken. This is sure. We're not cooking it because some people are like, what do you mean it's done in like eight to ten minutes? Um, I'm not actually cooking it. I'm reheating yeah. and crunching. So I only have to get to a certain temperature. Sure. So we reheat them that way, get the skin all nice and crunchy. Mm. Make the waffle fresh. Put the Dude. put the waffle in. Top it with a little bit of a uh, with a little bit of uh, syrup, and then just send them out the door. And oh dude, man, they're fantastic because it's Bro. a really nice waffle, yeah. nice crunch, and then a beautiful chicken. And then we did um, we did kind of like biscuits and gravy. Who doesn't like mm. biscuits and gravy, right? Everyone oh, fucking please. loves biscuits. And gravy. Right? No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Like my everyone in my circle does not eat biscuits and gravy except for me. So I want to hear what you got to say about that for sure. Okay, so what we did, so I took the trimmings from a brisket. I render them down. When you say trimmings, are you talking about like the uh, the burn ins or no no or, no, oh, no. Say, you're talking about tri- from just from a trimming. clean. Okay. From, okay. from a brisket, just all my trimmings, right? You trim up a brisket, yep. you got a bunch of trimmings. Oh, yep, yep. I render all the fat off that into a into a hotel pan. Sure. I make my gravy with that. Bro. Yeah. You so got then, it. Then we make our biscuits, right? Southern style kind of ni- nice rustic biscuits. Mm-hmm. And then I take the brisket and we smoke our briskets. We chop the brisket. Then we cut the biscuit, uh, cut the biscuit in half, kind of like a sandwich. Put brisket inside of it, biscuit on top of it, and then smother it with, uh, with gravy. Gravy. Oh, dude. <laughs> so man, you got yeah. We oh, give yeah. two of those, right? We give two of those on a plate. I've had people that are like, man, you know, it's kind of a you know skimpy order for, for how much we're paying. I'm like, I don't I'm know like, what they're getting. I'm like, you're dude. Kidding. I'm like, here you go. I'm like, dude. I'm like, here's the thing, dude. If you're hungry after those two, you come back. I'll give you another one for free. Yeah. I've never had anybody come back. <laughs> Mainly because, like, dude, that gravy, dude, it's brisket fat. It is a heavy gravy. Like, yep, we yep. we're not messing around with that gravy. Like, that gravy will literally make you gain ten pounds. Mike, Mikey, I was not aware that you had uh, all these. Uh, other ventures going it's what, on. It's man. what we try to do, man. Oh, Just trying wow, to make a living yeah, cooking barbecue. You're a busy dude. Just trying to make a living cooking barbecue, man. That's what we're doing, and um, the the brunches actually we do them. We were normally doing them about four times a year. And it was just like it's insane how many people will come out for a barbecue brunch. They're like, "Holy shit, this is awesome." And it just grows like every time we do one, more people are like, I can't believe I've never eaten this before. Why, 
Okay, so I so that that leads me to a question to ask of like when you are advertising BBQ, okay, like yes, sir. is that is that something that's not necessarily uh, easy to get in Chicago? Because I mean, like down here, barbecue's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. Good you know? barbecue. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get. Which you, which you are providing the uh, lucky. I'm providing some good a, barbecue, and you know what? Yeah. You know what we kind of do that separates us from a lot of the other barbecue joints is we do play a little bit more with food in the sense of like since we're more like kind of like a food truck, we have a little bit more. Um, we can play a little bit more, right? So yeah. we can change our menu a little bit more often. So I can create, I can kind of create that need where it's like, hey, we haven't had ribs for a while. By the way, we're doing ribs on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like we can say that, hey, by the way, we're doing ribs on Saturday and people are like, oh shit, okay, so I know I got to go. And I know I got to be there early. Bro, you got to be doing your ribs. You got to be doing your ribs on the uh, Kamado, right? No, so uh, I cook commercially on a Myron Mixon. Oh, nice. On the Myron Mixon H2O. Yeah, okay. dude, that, that cooker's badass, dude. Yeah, that's, yeah um, I'm aware of it. It's a badass cooker. It A uh, lot of moisture in the chamber, stick burner, a lot of work, but it's it's just, dude, the barbecue that you're it puts gonna out. Get, no, you're going to get good results on that. Yeah. The barbecue that it's putting out is just insane. And the... The insulation, because it's it it's it's military grade insulation on those things, and it's just it it's so good, like it the the insulation is just insane. Uh, we had a really big snowstorm here the other day. Our cooker sits outside, obviously, um, and we there was probably a good I don't know four or five inches of of snow on the cooker, Jeez. and wow. I started her up, got got her going. It probably took, uh, I would say probably like six hours, probably like four, four or five hours probably before okay. it like fully melted off. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're cooking at 275, 300. Sure. The low end. Oh, well, no. I mean, for, for ribs, that's the high end. Yeah. Actually. You know, we're yeah. cooking, we're 275, 300 for smoke. It, 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 it's, you know. That cooker should be putting out a lot of heat. If yeah. you put that, if you put snow on any other cooker that's three hundred degrees, that shit's melting right away. Oh, so that speaks on the insulation. I yeah. get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's, hold, it's holding so much that it's not, you know, it's not fully pushing out heat everywhere it's going. Man, I'd like to get my hands on one of those. Man, they're beautiful. They're 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 a fun little cooker. Now, I got this question for you. You you do all the stuff for barbecue guys. How did you kind of get involved with that? How did how does how did they that start? Ah, uh, let's see if I can make that kind of a short story. Uh, so I I had spent all of my time growing up. You know, from I started working at seventeen. Uh, all in, I kind of stayed in in the uh, fine dining industry. Okay. Uh, I was the head steak chef uh, for seven years for probably one of the most prestigious restaurants in our state. Uh, that would be Rafino's. 
and then went on to decide that uh, that the the that industry was not for me. I, I I I look. I found a lady. You know, I wanted to make a life. The 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 hours weren't working. Uh, so I I, I kind of wanted a nine to five. So I found barbecue guys, man, which was perfect. I, I I get to work in my passion, talk about things that I know about and that I love, and and make a career from that. I started off in sales. Uh, with this company and, and, and then the uh, current creative uh, director, you know, saw some potential and, and, and then we started to make uh, some media within that. And, and, and that's kind of where I where I am now making the media content for barbecue guys, whether it be product reviews or uh, recipe videos, you, you know, whatever's cool. Uh, but, but, but that, that's roughly my story with that, man. You know, that's a really cool story. It's funny that you say barbecues nine to five, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, look, look I, I, I had to get out, man. I, hey, dude, there was too much, too much temptation, too you're much preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um, man, it's so funny. Like, God, how do I, I, we were at a pop up, right? And I mean, we're a small company. I, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have employees that are like, I have, I had a couple employees before COVID, but nothing, nothing insane, nothing where I was not still working crazy hours. Yeah. You know, people would be like, oh man, you know, this barbecue's so good. I'm like, yeah, you know, really, you saying that really doesn't make two in the morning. I'm like, you know, makes two in the morning not that bad. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I started the cooker at two in the morning to give you that food. And they're like, wait, what? Wow. And you know, at this point, it's like 730. That's dedication. And it's like, it's like, okay, cool. They're like, well, what time will you come home? Like, what time will you get home tonight? And I'm like, well, we'll clean up here at eight. Probably, you know, take us 45 minutes to an hour to clean up. Yeah, 14-hour day. No worries. By the time we get back to the kitchen, stuff needs to get washed. We'll drop stuff off. Then I get to go home for a couple hours and then go back to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. You know what I mean? Hours. Oh, gotta, yeah. Gotta, gotta start cooking <laughs> the next day. And it it, 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 when people say, hey, your food's amazing, that's when it's okay. But it, it's, it's a rough one, man. It really is, and I get you. It, it's, a, it's a very rough... Um, situation it's a very rough life that we do it that we do you really got to love it and you really got to love the passion because let me tell you if you don't love it and you don't have the passion for it man you might as well just quit before you even start because it's it's not even worth it it's a grind for sure you know it it definitely is a grind and i know dude i know some pit masters that man they're grinding and that that's all we're doing. We're grinding to make sure that it, it works. And I've had so many people that are like, man, you got to switch to, you know, pellets or you got to switch to, to, Ooh, you, know, uh, you know, I was wondering if we're going to get ga- into that. Into, into gas assist shit. And, and as much as I don't, I, I don't blame you for doing it. It's not my barbecue, man. It's just not my flavor. You're talking and about pellet, right? Pellet for sure. You know, Bro. Like Dude, it's uh, you can't. I don't care what you say about pallet cookers; they will never recreate real barbecue flavor. They may get you something. They might get you close, but 
but they will never recreate. It's too far away. They're, the product that they're burning is too far away from the product that I'm burning in in the scale of down, you know, in the in the in the scale of how barbecue products, charcoal, lump charcoal, briquettes, real oh, wood, boy. and all that stuff goes down. The pellet is just too far down. Mikey, I was, you know, I, I, like I said, I've never been that far north. I don't know what the mindset is up there, but to hear you talk like that gives me hope. <laughs> and that, and that, you know, you are a true barbecue master. You get it. You, yeah, you, that's what you we're spent going it for. all right there, man. Like when like we do, it, you'll cut, you'll get a kick out of this, Randy, man. Uh, so when we do bar, I do barbecue classes also up here. It's part of the branding, part of everything. So we do barbecue classes because uh, we also like a lot of people started liking our seasoning and they were like, dude, I like what you're putting on your food. What can I use that's similar to it? And I was like, I don't know. I make it. And they're like, well, can I buy it? Well, no, Hell it's not. Yeah. Well, at that no? point, no, like we, we didn't have it at market. And I was like, man, uh, okay. okay. A lot of people are asking. Yeah. Well, why don't we bottle it? Yes. It's stupid to say no. Right. You're asking if you can buy something from me. And I'm right. I'm telling you no because I don't have the product. Let's create the product. So what do we do? We created the product. Um, so now we, we, we have a rub line that we put out. So I teach classes and it helps sell the rub line. Now, <clears throat> the cool thing about it is when we're doing it, and I'm like, you know, oh, here's the, pro here's the, you know, here's our product. It's all fresh ingredients, no sugar, no, you know, no bullshit. There's no, there's no fillers that you can't pronounce. It's all no just re real things. But when I start my classes, because we were talking about fuel and I know we kind of bounced into rub for a second, but now we're talking back yeah. about, about fuel. Um, when, I, when we start our classes, I start like my, when I do my intro to barbecue class, I do, um, I do real wood, two splits or two to three splits of real wood on the countertop. Um, I do lump charcoal. Mm -hmm. I do briquettes, and I do pellets. All on the same, all just laid out, right? Oh, I'm I go, interested now. I want to hear this through. I go. go ahead. We're going to talk about all of these. Who knows? Who knows what all, any of these are? And most people are like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, I know what that is. I go, awesome. Let's break it down. Wow. I go, let's, Golly, what does, I want to you know, hear did, this class. Like, where did real, what did people start with? What did barbecue cooking, what did they start with? Well, fucking wood. They man. started with real wood. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about South Carolina barbecue where they're, you know, you know, or Georgia barbecue where they got burn barrels and they're, they're burning them down and bringing it out and shuffling hot coal. That's fine. Burning down real wood to hot coal, it's still going to get you good barbecue flavor. It's yep. still going to release those oils and it's still going to give you great flavor. Right? Agreed. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I cook with this, which is a split. Here's my split. I break it down. Depending on, on where I want my heat to go, I either cook with something the size of my, my forearm, my fist, or mm -hmm. the thickness of, of my thumb. And that's how I break down mm -hmm. what 
what how much heat I'm going to be putting into into my into my fire. Wow, that's a cool analogy. Oh, so you break piece. it down, right? I like that. I and like then that. and then we move into lump charcoal. Well, what's lump charcoal? Lump charcoal is basically real wood that is heated inside of a kiln until it combusts and then completely put out, mm -hmm. broken down, and then that's lump charcoal. Right. Right? Well said. Well, when mm -hmm. we pull out all the lump charcoal, what, what's on the floor? There's charcoal. Basically ashes or, you know, okay. you know, like, uh, re not, not ashes, but, uh, you know, like residue and byproduct and, and byproduct. So if we take those and we, we compress them really, really hard, we get briquettes. Briquette. Yeah. Look at you, man. And then if you go to a sawmill and they're cutting up wood, well, they got a bunch of sawdust. So what are they going to do with that? They they don't want to just throw it away. That's they're they're losing money. Pellets. So they made pellets. Now you can't tell me that this pellet that's, you know, you know, half an inch big and super thin is going to create the same kind of combustion that this stick over here is going to create. Mm -hmm. There's no way in hell that it can do that. I don't care what you tell me. It can't do it. Yeah. Agreed. So why does why did you know why does real wood barbecue taste different? Because you're getting the flavors from the wood. And yeah. I think that's what so many people forget is that we're not just using smoke to cook it in. We're using it as a flavor profile. Right. Just like we use salt and pepper. And I think a lot of people forget that. And a lot of people don't think about what they're cooking and how they're cooking it. Because they go, oh, well, we're just smoking it. Okay, yeah, but are you smoking it over oak? Are you smoking it over mesquite? Are you smoking it over apple? Are you smoking it over cherry wood? How yep. powerful, how intense is that smoke going to be? And how much oxygen does that smoke need or that wood need to create good, clean smoke for you? Right. That's why I, there, there's a lot of people up here that say, like, I don't like barbecue. I don't like smoked foods. I don't like smoked foods. Why? Because they're uneducated. They're uneducated or their uncle, their grandfather, their dad, maybe. Fucked it up. Decided to dive into smoking. And was like, let me, look, let, let me let me put this fish, this thin, delicate yeah. fish on, and let me smoke it with mesquite and over exactly. it, and then you're turned off. Yup, I get it. And, and it's it, like, it, it, this is what you're teaching in your class. Oh yeah, Mikey, Mikey. Yeah, that's man. what we break down. Way dude. to way to spread the word, brother. Dude, that's what we're breaking down, and and we break it down. I break it down to where it's like, dude, you need clean smoke too. Clean yeah, smoke yeah. is so important. Absolutely. I go so – and it's so funny. Like I've had people come up to me in, in, in my, after my classes and they're like, man, they're like for the longest time I thought I was wasting good smoke because I could see it. It was white. It was pillowy. I figured that was the smoke I wanted to use. And I was like, you don't want to touch that smoke. Your smoker's not ready. 
Right. I go, you don't want to see your smoke. You want it to be clean. I go, you don't see shit coming out of my, like, out of my, my stacks. They're crystal clean. Man, and you know how hard that is with video production. Like, oh. you know, they, the, the, you know, I say video producer wants to see some he smoke. He wants to stuff. see it. Hey, you know, we can tell something's going on here, but like, ah, that's no, that's not what I want. So it's, it was it's always a, a battle. It's a hard one because people eat with their eyes and yeah. unfortunately people are kind of dumb. So <laughs> when yeah, they look at it, they're like, right. man, yeah. I want to see the smoke. But it's like, you don't want to see the smoke. You no. want it to be clear. You want it to be nice and blue. You you can see a little bit of smoke. Now, every once in a while, will it happen that you get a little bit of grease that's burning up and you get smoke off the grease? Sure. And that's not going to, that's not as bad. And it'll happen in Kamados more often where they kind of burning off some of the grease or, you know, your Weber kettles that burn off some of the grease. Um, I can see that with the kettle. Hopefully with the uh, Kamado, you're using some type of deflector, which will we'll catch uh, it. Of course, vaporize. Yeah. Of course, but every once in a yep. while, you know, you get a little bit of grease. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. No, you're right. You're right, Mike. It, it, it will happen. Or, or off the drums, if you're cooking on a drum, right. which is becoming a very popular way to cook. Um, I don't know if you guys carry any drums. If you don't, you should. Um, Indeed. There are some beautiful drums out there. Uh, I have some friends. If you need contacts, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate no. I'll definitely get with you on that. Uh, but it, it it's one of those things, man, where it's like the 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 drum is a little different, you know, because it's right above the coals. You're right. going to get a little bit more more. So you're talking. Hey, when you say drum, you're talking vertical. Okay, yeah. so the, right. Or vertical. So the drum. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, uh, the, 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 it's uh, what I guess down here is what we would call a barrel. A barrel uh, smoker. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Yeah, so barrel. Bar- yeah. yeah. Barrel standing upright. Yep. Coals at the bottom, meat yep. up top. Exactly. You're getting that, yeah, yeah. that, that kind of, you know, you get that nice, beautiful, like a little bit of fat drips and it hits it out and you're getting flavor off that, which is basically kind of, if you think about it, that's kind of old school pits. You know what I mean? Yeah, like man. the old, old school um, cinder block pits that you would just shovel coal under. There, you're you're getting hits of fat dripping, and that's what's creating some of that white smoke. There's Correct. no white. There would be no white smoke if there wasn't the fat drippings. So I you're think correct. that's where some people confuse it. They need to learn what kind of cooker they're cooking on to learn what kind of smoke is appropriate. And I think you know, a, a lot of people don't put the time and effort into it. No, no, you you just said it perfectly. Like, and 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 look, when I'm out here trying to pitch a uh, whatever it is, man, a five hundred dollar grill to a uh, a three thousand dollar grill, like you, there's always going to be a learning curve. Absolutely. If you are if you are interested in getting correct results in your food. There's always because hey maybe take it you buy a five thousand dollar grill that doesn't mean that the food is gonna cook itself okay no. like you gotta you gotta take some care into it uh, but but man Mikey uh, you're actually impressing me with uh your views on this man yeah thanks you know you know what you know what I really struggle with is 
the people that are like, man, what's the best grill? I want the best grill possible, but I got 300 bucks. Well, what do you want to do? And it's like, yeah, but it's like, man, I'm like, you know, why don't you save up a little bit more than 300 bucks? Right. Like, my hard thing is like, cheap grills tend to burn out. Why? Let's be honest. They can't make the metal. There has to be a difference in metal cost. Right? And then the other issue that you're going to have is just fabrication quality. Correct. You can't fabricate the same thing, you know, an amazing thing for the same amount of money for as a cheap thing. It's just not going to happen. Materials. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Materials are huge. And then I, know, I, I think a lot of people, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this is a, a realm where you, you should know, like, a lot of this is like, a lot of people go out and buy a cheap smoker or a small smoker. Mm-hmm. Because they're intimidated by the bigger one, right? Right. And they struggle holding temperature. They struggle getting clean smoke. They struggle getting enough oxygen into it to create good food. And they give up because they're like, well, if it's so hard on this little thing, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to manage a fire on that thing. When it's so funny, it's easier as it goes up. You are totally correct. Are you aware of, uh, you know, it's a brand we kind of started carrying uh, not that long ago. I want to say it was within 2020. It was Texas Original Pits. Now, I mean, this thing weighs 500 pounds. Okay. I mean, like quarter inch thick steel throughout. Nice. Okay? Throughout. It's a bar- uh, uh, horizontal barrel. Okay. Uh uh, uh, offset smoker okay. okay type deal and i mean like it gets no better than that to me and the size of the thing everybody that i have brought this to was definitely intimidated by it uh so you're you're totally right with your assumption there i just think it's so weird that people look at the size and they're like man there's no way i'm gonna be able to cook on that like i'm gonna have to struggle i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and it's like man the smaller the firebox, the harder it is to keep the lower temperature. Correct. The larger the firebox, the easier it is. You can make a bigger fucking fire. And guess what? Managing a big fire is a lot easier than trying to smolder out a fire and keep very little oxygen going to it. Right. You know You're what I mean? Right. And then you get these you get these beautiful smoke rings in those. In the, in the bigger cookers, because you get this beautiful, clean smoke. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it. And I think a lot of people get deterred by that because they, they look at the small one and they struggle so much. And they're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to the next level. Or uh, like when they look at, you know, thinking, thinking of it as like smaller, easier level, I'm never going to be able to go to that next level because I can't master this level. And it's like, to be honest, this level that you're on is harder to master than it is to master the, the, the next level that you think. Well, thanks to you for taking the time to educate the public I try. with your classes, man. Like, I mean, I think that's cool. The classes uh, are and, you know, a lot of fun. And look, you know, I, I, I see uh, in some notes here that uh, 
You got a PK. I do. Dude, come on, man. One of my first videos was on a PK. Like, I mean, I got the PK original. Yeah, they're fantastic cookers. Cast aluminum. Like, you, I mean, that is a solid piece of equipment there, man. One of my favorite things to do on it is actually chicken. I think it's one of the best, most underrated chicken cookers. Yeah. Hey, and look, uh, one of my first uh, steak recipes was done on that. Uh, Steaks are also fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, look, just just the ability to move around coal uh, and, and adjust your temperature to what you like is what works for me. I, I'm a big fan of PK, man. It's a fantastic cooker, man. And I actually I use it in my classes. Um, because what I do when I do when I do my back when I do my barbecue classes, most of it's for backyard guys, right? So I don't bring out big pits. What I bring out, I bring you don't out want that intimidation factor. Is is, is that I bring is, out? Or? I bring out my PK. Yep. I bring out my uh, big green egg mini max. I bring out my um, Smoky maybe. Mountain. Okay. Hey, Smoky Mountain. And then I bring, I either bring out the barrel if I need more room, or I'll bring out a kettle. And the reason I do that, it's very simple. I ask people, I go, you guys have something in your backyard that looks something like this, correct? And almost every single time somebody goes, yup. Yeah. I have either I have a kettle or I have, you know, <clears throat> I have a Brinkman or so, something similar. So, it doesn't have to be the exact grill, but it looks similar. So it cooks similarly. Right? Sure. Yep. And it, there's no intimidation on it because then it's like, well, shit, he's cranking out this food on these backyard cookers. Well, then I should be able to do it. Right. Yup. Because I never, like, my biggest fear was, okay, I bring out massive cookers and people go, well, yeah, he's got a $10,000 cooker. No shit, he could do that. No, that's totally a thing. You're right, Mike. You know what I mean? It's like, well, oh, yeah. yeah, but I can create it on this too. Watch. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's... You know, you never get that person that's like, hey, he's doing it on this, so there's no way I can do it. It's like, oh, okay, he's doing it on a $150 Weber kettle. So I don't have an excuse. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? I try to eliminate as many excuses as I possibly can because I don't want you to be like, oh, I can't do that because of this. It's like, yeah, you can. You totally can. And, you know, I bring the ceramic because I'm like, just in case you guys are interested, this is what a ceramic cooker is. And I, the funny thing is, like, I've done – I think we did a we did a big green egg class at um, one of my buddy's places. And I think we sold eight eggs that day. Good for you. And I was like, what? I'm like, you happy? He's like, I'm extremely happy. He's <laughs> like, we don't sell eight eggs in a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let alone in a day. And I was like, well, you know, it, it's one of those things where when you teach people how to use it, then they don't beca- become so inti- – they don't look at it and they're so intimidated and going, oh, shit, well, that's a lot of money to drop for me not to know what the hell I'm doing. 
you know, and that's what makes it tough for me, Mikey, that, um, of course, uh, I, I, I do live in the retail world. Yep. Uh, and, you know, pellet grills are extremely on the rise, uh, uh, numbers wise, you know, yep. and, and people are very interested in it, but boy, uh, they have, so, so the pellet thing, I'm okay if it's, if it's your gateway drug, you know what I mean? It takes the fun out of it, Mike. It, it like, absolutely what, does. What? Like, I, I, this, I got issues personally with it. It's kind of um, like an outdoor crock pot. Yeah. Or an oven. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And, yeah. it, uh, but Hey, look, if that's, if that's the way the, the, the world is going, look, I understand everybody's busy. Maybe you have a family, you want to toss something on and, and get it but going with low maintenance. Question. Here's my question, right? You're telling me that if you set your vents on a big green egg or on a Kamado Joe or, you know, uh, Primo or whatever, I can set my vents, tune into 250, 225. I could walk away for eight hours and it'll be 225 in eight hours. Totally. And I, I didn't lose a beat. Yeah, it's 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 up to people like you and I to educate and tell them what's up, man. Because to me, uh, I tell I tell everybody, you know, everybody wants to know what Grillmaster Randy prefers to cook on. Every single time, it is a Kamado style grill, and they hold they the moisture that they hold is fantastic. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard to screw shit up. It really is. You gotta you really know? push it far. Yeah. But 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 man, like, uh, I don't want to change the subject, you know. But like, you know, you coming from? I, look, I've never been to Chicago, okay. And I am a huge pizza fan, and I just my I start to drool when I think about deep dish, and like even something like that can be achieved on a Kamado grill. Easily, cast iron skillet, man. Build your pizza like it. You got it. Yeah, you know, dude. I will say, like, you get a nice stone in there, though. Slide a, you know, slide a slide a thin crust in there, man. It's gonna sure. cook it nicely too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, there is nothing that I can think of as of yet. That I cannot achieve in there. We're talking cookies, brown, whatever, baking, searing, yeah, I, I, anything from steaks to fucking pizza. You know? Yeah, it just it, it, it's fantastic. Like, man, you can bake anything on it. Man, oh. it is so good to know that someone way up there uh, gets it. You know. Hey like, man, you, you got you got to check are... out Mel. Then Mel's even more north than I am. He's up in Canada. Who's that? Um, it's Dark Side of the Grill on Instagram. Oh, I've heard of it. You know, I've seen him on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy asshole. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. When next time I'm up there, I'm hitting you up. And yeah, I'm dude. Please ask do you to teach, uh, show me uh, the spots. 
Yeah, dude, please do. We'll go out. We'll uh, we'll we'll cause some trouble. We'll have some. We'll have <laughs> you some seem fun. like my kind of guy, man. We'll have some fun. We'll uh, you know, we'll go eat some food, yeah. uh, drink some beer, uh, have have some good times. That you know, the the crazy thing right now, like our whole state is shut down. Yeah, we're just we're in a whole just shit show right now. We've lost a lot of good restaurants over the last year. Um, it's really, really sad. Uh, some of these restaurants, I mean, we've lost some Michelin star restaurants. You're kidding. No, man. It's that high. Yeah, man. You got to think about it. Those, those are the ones that are even getting hit harder. Think about it. If you're shut down, you you can only do carry out. You really want to carry out Michelin star food? Yeah. You don't want to. Why? Yeah. Cause that shit don't travel well. No, you're right. In a box. Like you want, yeah, let me, Hey buddy, let me, let me make you a steak and then send it home with you for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like it ain't going to be that good. No, when you say it, when you put it that way, it makes total sense. You know, it it just, it, it, it's rough, man. And it's crazy because like the places like McDonald's are doing perfectly fine. And then everyone else is just dying around them. And Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. So you're, you're super, you know, you do, you're super happy with all the videos you're doing with barbecue guys. You're, you're teaching people all the time. You're trying to educate them. What's the hardest thing to educate a barbecue, a person that's getting into barbecue on? What do you feel is the hardest thing to educate? Oh, hardest thing to educate. You know, I get a lot of questions about really smoking. You know, it would be your, your larger cuts. Uh, things of that nature. Of course, like a lot of people gravitate towards, you know, how do I do a steak? And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where a lot of your juice is. Uh, but even like, say people like my father and my uncle, who I uh, hold a lot of respect to and taught me, I, like my uncle taught me how to cook a jambalaya over an open fire. Uh, you, you know, that's, that's not easy shit to do. But even those two dudes, my father and my uncle, you know, have not cooked a brisket until I, until I taught them how. Uh, so it's, it's things like smoking, your larger expensive cuts, say like a, a, you know, a shoulder, pork shoulder, making some pulled pork or whether it be a, a 10, 10, 12, 13 pound brisket is where I get a lot of the most resistance. Um, you know, well, what do I do here? What do I do here? What do I do here? And uh, it's that type of mentality that I have to kind of try to break. Yeah. And and, and try to tell them that, man, it's <laughs> it just takes patience. You know, it's just it, it, and you have to enjoy it. OK, like uh, say, say like the, the, the last video that I just produced, which was on the new K grill. OK. We may have dropped. Give us one second, guys. So the internet went crazy on us, but we're back. So we made it. We made it back. We made it back to to a, to a safe place. Um, so as you were saying, like the hardest things about you know uh, teaching people, like you were saying, you know. Like, is those bigger cuts of meat 
and that's kind of oh, yeah cut off. yeah yeah it, it, it was the fear you know like hey like i'm gonna take this uh 50 cut you know of meat and you know I'm, I'm either gonna butcher it or or i'm not but you know i'm taking that chance like it, it's it's the fear so yeah. You know, teaching them of how to, you know, adjust the temp. I mean, it's, God, like, it's just, it, to me, it's such a simple yet enjoyable uh, thing to do. You, you know, you could, man, you could ask my wife, like, I just get an itch. It's like once a week, Mikey, I get an itch that, like, I just, I, I, I got to hop on the grill, man. You know? Now, do like, you, whether, let me add, go ahead. sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But do, do you ever feel that, like, you take that for granted? Like, the, the like, oh, I'm just going to throw it on here. I'm going to do it. And I, I, I'm going to set my, you know, vents or I'm going to set my grade to, or, you know, I'm going to set everything up this way. I'm going to set things up this way. I'm going to light this much charcoal. I'm going to do it this way. And you just kind of run it on autopilot. Do you ever kind of take that for granted being like, man, there's other people that can't do this? <laughs> Well, I, I don't see it that way. I see it as in it's different every time, you know, like very much so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's different every time, depending on what you want to do. Look, I, I'm a type of guy that I like to do uh, like whole loins and, and things of that nature, whether it be a prime rib or, uh, or searing off a whole beef tenderloin to mm-hmm. make some, some, some nice fillets, uh, you know, no, I, I I just don't see it that way, man. It, it's to me like I I itch to get out there. It's fun for me. I like playing with fire. Okay, you we know? all do, right? There, there's yeah. all of us have that like uh, we got to play with fire day. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and and we we uh, we achieve our goals, and hopefully the 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 patrons or whoever's eating the food is is enjoying it and uh and and then then you you make your mark you know you uh you made it you you know so yeah it's one of those things man if you if you don't enjoy what you're doing it's it it there's no point right right you know and and, and it's that that kind of factor there like whether you're you know, you're a pellet man or, or you're, you're a charcoal man. And it's, it's, you know, what do you, what are you trying to accomplish? And then what do you enjoy doing? Yep. You know, and, and like, I, like I was saying before we got cut off, I think like, man, I, I just, I, I get the itch, you know, like once a week or so, uh, I, I got to stand over some hot fire, man. I gotta feel the heat on my face, and 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 I gotta I gotta play with something, you know. Yep. That's just me. Uh, you know, I'm 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 assuming that a lot of gentlemen out there, such as, as you know, me and yourself, uh, feel the same way that we just we just gotta uh, we gotta feel the heat and we gotta get it done. Well, you know? I feel I feel like it's um. Did you did you ever uh, did you watch the Netflix um, <coughs> uh, oh, Chef's the, Table uh, the, co- yeah, the the yeah, yeah. the barbecue one? Oh, yeah. Um, it's controlled chaos. You know, yeah. we're never we always think we're in control, but 
to be honest, I mean, we're never fully in control of the fire. The fire's right. always full, like, it's in control. We may be trying to tame it and move it, but realistically, we are not in, we are not fully in control of it. It's right. a control, we're controlling the chaos of it. And I think right. that's where, like, it becomes this magical thing. And, you know, one of the things Mag that I, I, mm -hmm. I always say, like, there is nothing more magical than two in the morning, lighting a fire, it's dark outside, it's quiet, and it's, you hear that first, like, crackle and pop. From Mikey, you know, from wood popping. Mikey, I like, love. Damn. I love, man, I love the painting, uh, or the picture that you're painting here. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you know, like, I, man, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? And, and it's and there's and something about it. it. Yeah. And it's it's almost like a drug. You know what I mean? Like it's like, man, there's I, something just happened, and it was different. Are you telling you promised me you're a, a Chicago native? I am, man. Born and raised. It's really weird. Like, you get it, Mikey. Mikey gets I've actually it. had hey, people audience, come up to me. Audience, Mikey fucking gets it. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, he this dude gets it. Like I, I had a lady come up to me and she goes she goes, Hi. She's like, so um she's like I've had a lot of barbecue in a lot of places. She's like, you guys make some delicious barbecue. I go, well, thank you so much. I go, I, you know, my name's Mikey. I'm the pit master here at Fire and Smoke. And she's like, so you cook it? And I go, yeah. She goes, where are you from? I go, Chicago, right Illinois. And she's like, no, 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 not where you live right now. Like, I understand you guys are from here. She's like, where were you born and raised? And I was like, Chicago, Illinois. This is a trick question. <laughs> and, and she's like, no. It, no. She's like, no. She's like, no I've way. gone to, she's like, I've eaten in Texas. I've eaten in Kansas. I've eaten in, yeah. you know, she's like, and this is some of the best barbecue I've ever had. And like, I, and I'm like, okay. And it, I, it's always so weird. It's very weird to me when people like compliment it to me. Um, Cause I just, I, I don't, I don't know how to take compliments. I, I I can take criticism really well. Like if you you're like, oh your shit sucks. I'm like, awesome, cool. What what sucks about it? Like I want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. like when somebody says the opposite, I'm like, oh okay. I don't know what to say to you. Like I'm just gonna stand here and try <laughs> yeah. not to be awkward. Right. And just say thank you and nod a lot so I don't have to talk. And she's like, no. She's like, there's no way you're from Chicago. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm 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 from Chicago. Like I'm I'm born and raised here. Um. I go, I've learned from from a lot of people outside of here. I go, but at the same time, like, I bring my own style and my own spin to it. But it's like, a lot of people can't believe that we're from Chicago and we can barbecue. It's funny, my especially when you get down down, down into the uh, <laughs> the southern states up by, down by you guys. They're like, wait, what do you know about barbecue? When you, I, when you really get judged. Yeah. Yeah. When you get what do you really here? know yeah, about yeah. barbecue? And then, and then yeah. I kind of open my mouth and then it's usually, usually about hey, 45 man. minutes later, they're like, okay, you're fine. Let's go drink some beer. 
did I just did I just find a picture of you? Are you the guy with the spacers? Uh, like in my ears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My ears are gauged to uh, yeah, five man. eighths of an inch. Like I'm looking at you I'm, right now. I'm, you got some nose piercing. Yeah, I'm full sleeved. Um, I'm the only, yeah, I'm the only pit my, master that I know of. Look at this guy, man. Look Hold at on. this I'm the only guy. pit master that I know of that has pork and beef tattooed across his knuckles. I don't know of any other pit cool master that has shades, that. man. I don't know any other pit master that has pork and beef tattooed across his knuckles. I'm the only one that I know of. I, I knew Please for a fact me wrong. came across it. I said, there. this is the guy I'm talking to. Yeah, that, that would be me. Uh, I'm a I'm a punk rock kid at heart that loves to cook barbecue. Um, Bro, you know what we I mean? would get along so we're well. Just, we're just there. You know what I mean? And I, it, you're, you're a barbecue brother. You're, you're, you're automatically kind of family. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the other things that, that really draws me to barbecue is the camaraderie of the familiness that barbecue brings to the table. Um, I got to come find Chef Mikey, man. I don't know how wow, many times. look at that. Dude, I don't know how many times I've been in places and it's like, man, are you a barbecue dude? And it's like, yeah, I'm a barbecue guy. And then right away that opens that conversation. Like, I don't know if you, how much you travel or whatever, but have you ever noticed like when you do travel and you just say, hey man, I cook barbecue, how quickly, how quickly the conversation starts to go towards that. And you can start talking to people that you've never talked to before in your life. And you start talking to them, and in, in, within 20 minutes of talking barbecue, you feel like you've known that person for fucking 50 years. 100%. 100%. You know what I mean? And you're, you guys are now like best that's friends. That's where I'm at right now. Like, uh, I, I feel like I've known Mikey for a few uh, few years, man. It, it's a fantastic feeling, isn't it? It's just I'm looking so at your man. fucking face right here, dude. <laughs> you're smiling at me. You got a, you got a, uh, you're standing next to a cooler or something like that, and... uh. Depends on the photo. You're oh, oh, Mikey, man, we need to have some beers, buddy. Yeah, dude, at any time, and you know, if I'm ever down by you, I'll I'll, I'll look you up. You um, better. I tend to like to travel. <laughs> well, hopefully, just, 2021 is going to allow us to do so. Hopefully, uh, yes. So, so Mikey, I'm 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 uh I'm bringing up a a, a new seek kind of secret uh. Uh, thing within uh, barbecue guys uh, company okay. that I'm 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 not necessarily heading up, uh, but uh, I am a part of. Um, travel will mean, uh, you know, it's it's destiny. Mm. But uh, buddy, buddy, I'm reaching you out, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. I think what you guys are doing, and if you can tell. T- you you said a little bit about barbecue guys. Give if you can give a little bit more about them, that'd be fantastic. Because what barbecue guys is is uh, it's barbecueguys.com, correct? Um, it, I mean it, it's basically kind of your one stop shop for for online co- or for cookers online. Look, I'll tell you this, okay? Barbecueguys.com, we are your one stop shop for anything outdoor related. Okay. okay. Look, I'm talking. Whether it be an umbrella for your table, whether it be a fire pit for your table, whether it be a grill for your island, whether it be your island itself. Okay. You guys carry we, it all. We are all encompassing. We will carry the structure. We will carry 
the equipment that goes into the structure, uh, we're we're hitting it hardcore, man. Now, do you like? I know, like, obviously, you're you're the guy that's making all these videos and making people kind of understand it. Do you do you feel like it's harder to sell it online because a barbecue investment's pretty big, and sometimes you want to touch it. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever think that it's maybe hard to sell? Like, you, what you guys are doing is a very difficult thing. I, I applaud you for doing it. I think it's fantastic, and I think it, it's kind of the wave of the future. But do you ever kind of sometimes look at it and be like, damn, man, this is fucking hard? <laughs> um, you know, hard, hard wouldn't be the, the, the word for it. It would be, I mean, this is what I do, dude. Like, uh, I, I, can, I can outfit, I can design your outdoor kitchen, whatever it may be, whatever you wherever, want, wherever you are. Okay. Whether it be East coast, West coast, central, it doesn't matter. Like whatever you're looking to achieve, I can design for you and bring it to life. And not only can I do that, but I can actually sell you whatever you want to be inside of that kitchen or, yeah. or in your outdoor space. I don't care if you don't want a kitchen, man. Like you want fans, stereos, TV, yeah. and you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like I can outfit you with whatever you need and, and, and with the top notch customer service, you call us like, we'll take care of you. It's all, it's, it's a one-stop shop, man. Literally one-stop shop. That's awesome. It just makes your life easier. Mainstreams it, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, do you guys only carry equipment or do you guys also kind of sell barbecue rubs, sauces and all that kind of fun stuff? Oh man, we <coughs> just like uh within 2020, we got our our new uh spice rubs, which I had a hand in, which okay. is pretty cool. Oh, uh, now look, we we're, we're keeping it basic at the beginning, you know, we got that Kansas City, Memphis. Yep. Uh uh, these types of rubs, we even break it down to your beef, pork, and chicken rub. Uh, man, we've got that, and I'm telling you, it's stellar. I've cooked with it myself. I've got my own supply at home that I use on a day-to-day basis. It like So we partnered up with Spiceology. Awesome. Spiceology is uh, fantastic. Oh, man. like I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Uh, the, the, just the ingredients alone are top-notch that are used within this. Absolutely. Especially if you're using spiceology. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then like, we'll get you to where you need to be. Like if you know, take our pork rub, you want to put it on the pork ribs, man, it it is perfect for that. I even have videos for it. So, you know, it's again, like you said, uh, it's a one-stop shop, man. And it's that education that comes with it too, which I love. Um, I think that's a, that's a big part of it is that you're helping, helping out through that education part of it is not only giving somebody like the, the material, the raw material, you're giving them the tools to use it. Uh, cause I think that's a hard one. You know what I mean? Anyone can yeah. give you the material, but when you can, when you can teach someone to use it, that that's where it becomes, you know, a little bit, a little bit more in depth and in, in tune with it. You know what I mean? Indeed. It, there's so many people that are like, oh, use this rub. It's fantastic. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, I, I, you know, some people don't know how to use it. And then they try it and then they're like, oh no, it's horrible. 
No, you're totally right. I mean, it was the same thing that you said about the smoking. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with, with whatever they were using to over smoke their shit and then they were turned off by it. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to us to uh, educate them and let them know what's up. Dude, I'm, I mean, like, I am so shocked sometimes when people are like, oh, I used your rub. It's super spicy. And I'm like, no, it's not. Well, I caked it on. Did you try it before you put it on there? Well, where nope. That... nope. Oh, no, you're you didn't so try right. it out of the bottle? Nope. 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 Just, just kind of threw it on. How'd you know how much to put on? Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. you didn't fucking try the rub that came out of the bottle? Mikey. Mikey, you're so right. Yes, because uh, so I did a big one with uh, during Thanksgiving. I did a so we're down south. I'm in Louisiana. I did a Cajun fried turkey. Okay, okay. And 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 the comebacks were like, holy shit, this is spicy as hell. I tasted the I tasted the marinade, the injection. Okay, they they're telling me that they took the injection and juiced it into their mouth and said. Holy shit, that's too exp- too spicy. Well, man, fuck, like it's going straight. You, yeah, don't squirt it straight into your mouth. Like, yeah, like, hey, we, you know, juice it into the bird, uh, you know, liberally and 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 throughout. And look, through frying that, some of that liquid's gonna come out. It's gonna mellow. Yep. And, and this and that, and and but yeah, I was getting a lot of shit of my 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 Cajun turkey recipe. Uh, but you know, you just got to do it right. So you, you get it, Mikey. Yeah, dude. It, 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 it becomes a struggle when you don't try your shit before you put it on there. And right. and sometimes like the educational part of it is the struggle where it's like, man, you wait, you did that without doing this. And you're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, like that's not normal. It's like, not to me. No. <laughs> right. Right. I'm always like, <clears throat> it's like, damn, let me grab a, uh, uh, you know, a rub and let me try it. And if it's good, I'll give it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it on, on something. But it's like, I also know, like if I grab a rub and I, I, it hits me hard pepper or, you know, it's kind of spicy. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm putting this on a large cut of meat, I'm probably going to lose a lot of that heat. I mean, there's gotta be some, again, the learning curve, you know, you gotta, you got to play with your meat. Look, hey, this is one of my uh, one of my one of my things. You know, uh, uh, you got to touch your meat. You got to play with it. You got to add it on, taste it. But uh, Mikey, you 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 got it on par, man. Yeah, dude. It 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 becomes. How do I say this? It becomes like one of those things where you really got to learn all the aspects, and you got to learn how everything's going to translate into the final product. And I think right. a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. They, yeah. <clears throat> they just kind of see it and then they're like, okay, well I want to make the final product. And it's like, okay, cool. But you don't realize all the things that go into it. And like, yeah, maybe we start with something like you said, you know, like, you know, your injection was really spicy, but it's going to get pushed out a little bit. It's not yeah. all going to take. And it's going to distribute throughout yeah. the meat. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't judge it on just your juicing it into your mouth, man. Like, well, I mean, that's like taking a peppercorn and biting into it, and being like, "Holy right. shit, that's really spicy." Yeah, but you take that same Great peppercorn, analogy. you you yeah. throw it into, you know, um, grind it up into a bowl of soup. You'll never taste it. It's the same amount of pepper. Yep. 
it's just distributed through a much larger hit. Same thing with like brisket, you know, like we have, we, we do a brisket rub that's heavy black pepper and, and cayenne. And ooh. people are like, hey, ooh, I want to hear about your, uh, I want to hear about a Chicago brisket. Man. So, so ours is a very central Texas brisket. It's salt, Same. black oh, pepper. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then we, and then we do a little bit of garlic, onion, and then yeah. some cayenne because we, I want yeah. a little bit more of that heat. <laughs> you know, people will try it out of the bottle and they're like, holy shit, that's hot. Yeah, put it on a 16-pound brisket, it loses a lot of its heat. Sure fucking does. It has a lot more, you know, dis- area to displace itself, so you got to bring that heat in the beginning yep. so that it translates to something at the end. You know, now at the same time, don't take that and put it on some, don't put it on like, don't heavy pepper or like, you know, heavy coated on a flank steak. It's going to be a whole right. different game. Yeah, I, I mean... You know, and that's hard for me to teach because, like, I like to think that that's common fucking sense. It's not, uh, you know, but uh, you gotta you gotta break that down, Vaughn. It apparently is not. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I can't stop staring at your photo here. Are you? Do, do you have the, the the cool shades? Yeah. And the always. the the uh the cowboy hat. No, that's, that's cowboy Kev. That's our buddy, cowboy Kev. Uh, that's actually one of our bloggers. Uh, he's out of Connecticut. Okay. You would never think he's out of Connecticut, right? No, wouldn't. Lo- lost cowboy out of Connecticut. <laughs> I know, but the, I, I know I'm looking at this guy. I'm talking <laughs> to this guy with the spacers in his ears. <laughs> that's what we do, man. We're going to a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I man, promise you we're going to make one day. We will, Randy. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. Um, the way I like to end our podcast is this way. If you could go back to the beginning of your barbecue journey, knowing what you know now, what are three tips you would give yourself to help shorten your learning curve? I don't know if I could give you three, Mikey, but I'll say this. Give me at least one good one. I'll say this, man. Look, get out of your comfort zone. Okay, learn something new every day when it comes when it comes to the grilling world. Uh, learn something new and get out of your comfort zone. Like, you know, it goes back to the story that I was telling about my, my dad and my uncle who gave me my cooking, uh, you know, inspirations yet yet felt uncomfortable achieving the things that I was achieving. And, and man, like it, it, it opened their eyes, get out of your comfort zone. Like say, you know, whether you're, you're a guy, you're a pellet guy and you, you know, you want to throw something on there and you think you're going to pull out a, a perfect brisket. Don't negate the fact of the flavor that, pure charcoal is going to give you and 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 look i'm an advocate for that okay yeah i love charcoal and i know you do too mikey uh you know things things like that man just break away from the norm and experience okay culture yourself you know like I, i i was so excited to talk to a guy from chicago 
who's like opposite ends of the spectrum of me when it comes to barbecue. Yeah. I was so excited to talk to you and, and, and like, we have so much in common. Yeah. Because it, it, it is what it is. Like, I mean, to achieve that barbecue in quotes that, that people think of when they speak that word or hear that word. Yeah. You know, what is it that I'm, that I'm feeling on my taste buds when I hear that or speak that? That's what you're going to get by getting out of your comfort zone and figuring it out. And But you look, man, you, you got to enjoy it, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the, that would be my big takeaway is, is get out, man. Get, like, figure out something new that you want to do whether it be something your wife wants you to cook, something the kids want you to cook or your buddies next door, get out there and, and, and do it. And don't be afraid, you know, like learn your equipment and, 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 and do it, you know? Yeah, no, that's a huge, that is a, that is an amazing tip because it's very true. Uh, growth starts at the end of your comfort zone. So <clears throat> that's literally the best way to do it. Randy, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you can do me one last favor, can you tell everyone where they can follow your journey on the internet? Mikey, you guys can find me. My Instagram handle is uh, GrillmasterRandy on Instagram. And look, check out our website, bbqguys.com. Look, there you're going to find uh, tons of product information. You can call us. At, you can ask us any question you want. You can call us and ask us how to do a brisket on this grill if you want. You can do that, or you can ask us what's the best grill for you. And we carry it all, okay? And we're going to walk you through it. We're going to step by step, and we're going to show you uh, the right way, man. We're man, dude, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That is, like, that is honestly phenomenal. It really is. I think what you guys are doing is fantastic for the barbecue world. Um, I like the innovation. I like the uh, bringing in the new realm, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Mikey, I'll tell you one thing. I want to stay in touch with you, dude. You're Absolutely, cool. dude. You got my number, dude. Let's stay in touch. Man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We'll have to do another one soon. Cheers, mate.